Hey, this is Dominique Henderson, your CFP on YouTube, guiding you to a career in financial services. This episode originally aired on my YouTube channel, which you can find at www.youtube.com slash the YouTube CFP. Make sure you join me each week as I share with you information on how to become a financial professional and the things you should be considering as you navigate down this career path. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. Many of you looking to become a financial professional have difficulty in finding a mentor. What should you look for? How should you approach them? Well, in this video, I'm gonna give you a few tactics on how to do that so that after you finish watching this, you should be a pro at it. Get the pen and paper out. Everybody knows that mentors are great. You know, I've had some really great mentors in my time during my career in finance, and I wanna help you get yours. I wanna help you find that mentor that's going to be able to take you to the next level. Now, since most mentorships are invaluable, um, they're not just in plain sight. You know, sometimes you're gonna have to do some work. I can say that most of the mentors that I've had that have really pushed me to the next level have made me do a little bit on my own. You know, it's not just about all the information they can give me because they are definitely a fountain of knowledge. However, there are some things that I need to do also, right? And so what are those things that you need to do that's going to really make the mentorship most valuable to you? And how should you be approaching somebody when it comes to all of what they know and their time commitment that's going to be invested into you? There's no substitute for doing your homework, so make sure you do your homework. I say this over and over and over again, and I wanna to continue to beat this drum because if you're going to find a mentor and you're gonna to wanna to impress them on that first impression, do your homework. With all the things that are on social media nowadays, you can find out just about everything you need to know about somebody. You should be on their website, their LinkedIn profile, their other social profiles. Your mentor may have even maybe written some articles or a publication or even has an ebook or something like that. Make sure you peruse that uh, or read through it. You should have 10 to 15 questions that could not be answered from your research before you pick up the phone or before you email them. You know, you want your mentor, the person you're approaching, to say, wow, I've never had anybody ask me that question before and be more inclined to take you up on your offer and see what you want and then begin a conversation. So do your homework. It's definitely going to set you apart. Now, after you've done your homework, you're going to be best positioned for the direct ask. Now, what I just noted in the previous point about doing your homework, best positions you for this. Otherwise, you're not going to be positioned for it. And you want to make sure that you have a direct ask. After all, your mentor is somebody that has something that you want. So the only way you're going to get it is if you ask for it. Why are you going to do the direct ask? Because many people may go, well, Dominique, I don't want to do that. I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to disrespect them. But I'm going to tell you right now, including myself, because I mentor a lot of people, and that is we respect the direct ask. Our time is valuable. And when you come with us with a direct ask about what you want, we're able to decide whether or not we can help you. We're able to decide whether we want to help you. And that's a very important thing because you have to consider their time. It also signals that you've done what? Your homework. And we appreciate that. So all those things have to be wound together and done in order in order to get their attention. Now you may say, Dominique, what does a direct ask look like? I'm gonna give you two examples of the timid approach and the direct ask or direct approach. The timid approach would be something like, 
they see me as a financial professional in the industry and they go, hey, Dominique, I've been looking at some of your videos and I was wondering what do you think is the best program to go into after college? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't, what school did you go to? What's, what's your degree in? Uh, what are you trying to become? You know, you see how many questions I have? Now contrast that with a direct ask. If somebody said, hey Dominique, I was watching your video on the day in the life of the financial advisor and I saw you walking with your wife and I'm very curious on how you structure your day to be most productive. It seems like you do a lot of things in those uh, periods of time and I'm just kind of curious on what tools and maybe what software you're using in order to be the most productive because I'm trying to get more hours out of my day. I would really appreciate a response, thanks very much. Now, do you see the difference? Even though they're gonna ask that direct question, I just may respond to them with an answer and that would be it. I also may engage and that may also cause a relationship. You never know, but you have to start with the direct ask. So those are two approaches. Now, tell me which one do you think is the more likely to be accepted and the more likely to be responded to? Leave your comment down there below and I would love to read it. I think I know which one you're gonna pick. Hey, Dominique here, and I hope you are really enjoying this week's episode. Look, if you're a current or aspiring financial professional and you'd like to join a community of like-minded individuals that I'm sharing my 20 plus years of experience with, make sure you visit my website at www.djh-capital.com for more information. Now back to this week's episode. Tip number three is to follow up, but don't be a pest. And what I mean by that, if you pick the right person, they probably got success going, they got some things going for them, and their time is valuable, which may mean that the first two or three times, maybe even half a dozen times that you reach out to them, they may not say anything. And it's not necessarily that they're being rude, you know. My particular day is filled with an inbox of um, anywhere from 75 to 100 inbound messages along with everything else, and I just don't have time all the time to go into that and respond to it. So you may have to hit me back a couple of times, and that's okay. So appropriate follow-up probably looks like, you know, if you reach out to them on September 1st, you may wanna follow up maybe seven days later just to kinda see if they got your email. Um, and then if they don't say anything after that, maybe you want to follow up like 10 days later. So you've given them three opportunities to connect. And if they're not ready to do anything right at that point or they don't respond to you, move on to the next person. Because you don't want to be a pest and sending them an email every few days. It's just, it gets annoying. And some people do use this as a filtering process. You know, maybe they won't even answer on the first email. They're going to answer on the second or the third just to see how hungry you are. Because again, the mentor has something that you want, and if you don't approach them with a direct ask or it's not specific enough, they don't know how much time they're going to have to invest with you, and so that could be the reason that they're not responding. So just keep that in mind. Now, one quick little bonus tip, which I hope you already know, but if you are so fortunate to secure that mentor that you want and they fit the profile that you want, make sure you do what they ask. There's nothing more frustrating than to have somebody that you're gonna invest your time in and they're not even following up and following through on the things that you've asked them to do. So if they ask you to reach out to somebody uh, because they've you know, spent the social collateral to you know, pave the way for you to have a great conversation with somebody else maybe in the industry or if they ask you to read a book or they ask you to show up for lunch on time, 
do what they ask. You don't want to burn that bridge and you definitely want them to be able to give them your uh, or give to you what you need and what you've asked for and and not feel any awkwardness about it or any weirdness about it because um, you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain. What do you think about those? Hopefully those have been helpful for you. Look, if you are looking for a community of like-minded, aspiring, and current financial professionals that I am giving all types of knowledge in the form of mentorship to them, make sure you check out the link below and get in the Facebook group, get on the mailing list, get the newsletter so that you can take your path to becoming a financial professional to the next level. See you next time. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up this week's episode, and I hope you were able to glean at least one takeaway that will help you on your path. You know what? I'd really love to hear what it was that I said that may have helped you. Feel free to drop me an email at info at djh-capital.com. That's info at djh-capital.com. One last thing, my friend. It would really help the podcast if you would leave a review on the platform that you're enjoying it on. I'd really appreciate it. And it will help more financial professionals like yourself find out about what we're doing here. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.